So were you drawing 40, 50 hours a week and working 55 hours a week? So you're like putting 100 hours a week. Yeah, in. it was it was it was rough. Seven I, days a week, you're just cranking it out. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I ran on adrenaline for five months. I don't think I slept very well, so I don't recommend this. But I'm one of those people who doesn't really compromise. And uh, you know, people were telling me, "Why don't you quit? You know, quit, stop drawing, focus on your real job." Welcome to Talking Benjamins with your host, Benjamin. Hey, welcome to Talking Benjamins. We have the excellent supreme pleasure of talking with Miss June Purr today. And I say purr, yes, that's three R's. Um, it was phenomenal. It's fascinating. I love it when I get to sit down with somebody that... I've never heard of their job before, and I've never heard of her job before until I met her and spoke with her, and uh, it was fantastic, fascinating. She was working a nine-to-five accounting job and had a little side hustle going. Her side hustle, um, drawing Benjamins. No, not a counterfeiter. That would be kind of crazy, though. I would say that I'd try and get somebody, somebody on Talking Benjamins that's actually a real counterfeiter. Um, not sure how they'd go over. But it was a pleasure to talk to her. She's a cartoonist. She's an artist, and her stuff is phenomenal. If you get anything out of this, um, you at least need to go and and see some of her art of what she creates on, on Webtoon. But she's left her full-time job, and she, well, I said she, she makes this her full-time job. And she's having incredible success with it. Uh, and we'll learn kind of how she got into it and what kind of persistence and, and what things it took to get there. Um, and persistence is really the word that comes to mind when you hear her story. And I think you'll agree as far as what it's taken to get to where she started, to where she is today. Um, but let's, uh, let's hit up a disclosure. The purpose of this podcast is to entertain and inform not to make any recommendations for you personally. So even if you think something you hear on this podcast is a good idea for you, don't do it. Consult a licensed professional that can work with you personally. And without further ado, I hope you enjoy, well, one more disclosure, disclaimer, I might say. So uh, this audio, (laughs) I was doing my best. You know when you get into a situation and you're supposed to present something or you're invite somebody in to record a podcast with you and for some reason or another your interface or your slide machine your slide slide yeah slide machine that's a thing your your powerpoint slides or your projector or your computer's not working for you it was kind of that situation and now i listen back to it and it's like darn it um, i got a little left ear right ear action going on so, I apologize for that. Um, if you don't have surround sound and you have a poor stereo system, it won't recognize the left and the right, and it'll just be like normal. So, I don't apologize to you who's listening to it in that manner. However, really without further ado, because there's been a lot of do on this one, Miss June Purr. Welcome to Talking Benjamins. Hi, thank you for having me. Miss June Purr. Thank you. That's your stage name? Uh, yeah, basically my, uh, your my alter ego. Yeah, Your alter ego. <laughs> so tell me this, Miss June Pert. <clears throat> well, hold on. Let's go back on the alter ego a little bit. Mm-hmm. Where did the alter ego come from? 
I mean, where, where does June Purr come from? Um, I made an account on Tumblr a couple of years ago, and you know, I just I like cats, so I was like, oh, purr, and then I'm born in June, so I just smashed them together. And I thought it sounded cool at the time, but you know, nowadays, it, you know, it's stuck with me, and sometimes I regret it. It, sound, it does sound cool, though. I mean, there's three R's at the end, <laughs> so a lot of times people will put two, like. I, I almost <laughs> said, unless there's like four or five R's. Yeah. Okay, so there is three R's. There's three R's at the end. So I think it's gotten me, uh, you know, sometimes like people have mistyped it or I can't, you know, they can't get my email right, things like that. Right. But They're like, I put per, yeah. P-U-R, P-U-R-R. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, no, no, P-U-R-R-R. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So then if uh, people want to find you, like Instagram, <laughs> Facebook, everything, it's all June per three yeah. R's? Everything, almost every handle. I don't, I don't think I have. Facebook specific Facebook's just like my personal thing, but right. everything else, Instagram, Twitter, um, like Tumblr, DeviantArt, all these social media, they're all under Juniper, that handle. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. So I gave you a super flattering background mm -hmm. before we started talking, mm -hmm. right? You didn't hear it, but, uh, but anyway, I, but I did explain a little bit, uh, about your background as far as being a cartoonist mm -hmm. goes. Right. Um, but tell me, tell us a little bit of your story. Cause uh, when somebody says, oh, I'm a cartoonist for a living, well, no, when you tell people, mm -hmm. when you say, hey, I'm a cartoonist for a living, mm -hmm. what's their reaction usually? Well, usually I don't tell people I make cartoons because <laughs> I think it's too childish, but I tell people I make web comics or comics, you know, and usually they're like, oh, that's cool, but a, a lot of times like, they Like, oh, do. that's cool. I have no idea what you're talking about. Exactly, right? So I have to basically pull out my phone and tell them, like, this is, you know, this is what I do. I make these long strips every week. Uh, you know, they're 50 panels, and then I upload. I have a deadline every Sunday, and I have to get it done by Sunday. You right. Know? So I draw a lot. I draw the majority of my time, yeah. So to be honest, the first time that we met and we mm -hmm. talked about it, you told me that you do webtoon comic comics. Mm -hmm. Did I give you that look like, what the heck is she talking about? Or uh, was I like... A little <laughs> bit, a little bit, but I thought it was cool that you were like, oh, you know, I have a million questions. I oh, you for said real? That. Yeah. So, because I think it's interesting. When people are actually interested, you know, it makes me feel like, oh, cool. Like, absolutely. I think what I do is cool, you know, so... Well, I find it fascinating. So, me personally, the, the uh, what fascinates me is, so my job, I, I work with a lot of people that they make money a lot of different ways, mm -hmm. right? Um, and like, our, our economy is so progressed, mm -hmm. right? Because if you think... And I don't mean to like get historic, historical geeky on people, right? But it's like, but if you go all the way back where it's like, um, <clears throat> I heard somebody talk about it this way. And I think this is a good way of kind of putting it is watch a YouTube video about uh, uh, basically being able to purify water with mm -hmm. like a little PNG packet, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's a phenomenal chemical reaction that happens. Um, but it's like, why is this important, right? Mm -hmm. Well, there's, you know, hundreds of millions of people, if not a billion people that they spend their brain power, like, how am I going to get clean water today, right? Mm -hmm. So you take, and then if you go back, all of us, right, all our ancestors were like that, okay, water, food. Mm -hmm. That's all I focus on. Okay, we're going to start living together. Well, there's some excess. We're going to start trading some grain. Let's create some math. Oh, let's create some writing. Um, but now we're like progressed, our civilization has progressed to a point where it's like there's a infinite amount of ways that you haven't probably even thought of yet of how you can make a living for yourself. And that you can you, know, you can acquire money to to do other things with, and we're on talking Benjamins, and so mm -hmm. we talk about money. Mm -hmm. um, and so I find it I found it fascinating when you when you you know that you can make people will send you money mm -hmm. for drawing and putting it online. Yeah, so I think I think social media and in general just storytelling. I think people grossly underestimate the power of that and how much people want to see new stories. You know, I mean, you'll have 
you know, I don't want to like talk bad about Disney, but you know, you see a lot of the same remakes of the same movies. And I think people generally want to see new stories. And at least from what we do, it is risky to, to a degree, but it's not as risky as, you know, putting a budget in for an entire movie. So I think, you know, you start out small, you, all of these young creators, they start out very small and then they get big over the years and, you know, you see their popularity grow over the years. So it's something that I've been doing for like two years. It's, it's not immediately. It right. takes time, but. You know. So two years ago today, is this what you were doing for a living? Um, let me think. I think two years ago I was still in school. <laughs> okay, so two years ago you were still in school. So you graduate from school. What's your first job out of college? So my first job, so I did internships in college. So I did, uh, you know, so in college I was doing, uh, I did double bachelor in finance and accounting. And I went to, I think well, over the summer I did an internship. So I did an internship in internal audit. And then I went to master's and I had an accounting um, external audit internship. Totally sounds like an artist to me. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, to a degree, I really think, I think as an artist, it's good to have a backup. Everybody tells sure. me, you know, oh, my whole life I've heard kind of, you know, art, you're, you're going to starve, you're not going to live, you're not, you're not going to be able to support yourself. So I think it's good to have accounting or anything else as a, a real job, as a backup. Right. But for me, it was always that thing I wanted to do. And I never by any means thought accounting was not interesting. A lot of people will tell you, you know, it's boring or you're just crunching numbers. And there is a part of that that's true. But I found at least audit for me was very, you know, interesting. I think I would have pursued it more if right. I hadn't had like a dream job to follow. All right. So let's let's kind of get back into how you get mm -hmm. into that dream job. <clears throat> so you're basically functioning, working as a auditor. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And, and then you've been, you've been making your comic, mm -hmm. essentially your, your web comic. And then mm -hmm. it gets to a point where you're like, well, I'm going to stop being an accountant and I'm going to be a cartoonist full time. Yes. <laughs> so to take us through the evolution of how that happened. So you mentioned that, okay, yeah, two years ago you started drawing. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm sure you've been drawing since you're a little yeah. girl, right? Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> two years ago, you so two years ago, you started putting your, your stuff out there for the world? Mm -hmm. So basically, I was doing, so during, uh, yeah, like around two years ago, I was in a summer internship. And I remember kind of two or three years ago, maybe. Two years ago, I want to say I was in a summer internship with the internal audit internship. And there were times where I would run out of work. And I was just, I remember being so bored. And you're kind of sitting there, you know, staring at the wall or waiting out traffic because so you're at work, <laughs> but there's no work. Exactly. I mean, and that happens sometimes. But, um, you know, I was also an intern, so they didn't expect too much of me. But I remember I'd be, you know, I'd be really bored sometimes. And I had a sketchbook at lunch with me. So I'd take it out and I'd just draw for an hour. And then I'd wait out traffic. And then on the way home in traffic, which is like, an hour and a half in Houston but um yeah I would just sit and like sit in my car and try to entertain myself try to think up stories and I've always done that since I was a kid but you know I wasn't so this is essentially daydreaming in traffic basically that's yeah. exactly what I was doing daydreaming daydreaming in traffic and I'm like you know what if there's a story about this and this and this and I was just piecing things together but I wasn't um you know I didn't hate my job but I wasn't a total fan of it so I said you know I'm gonna end up doing this for the rest of my life if I don't do something so you know fast forward I did another internship and then this was an external audit and I mean it was a little bit better but I still was like I still really need to draw a comic <laughs> or I need to put something out so as soon as that internship ended I just went in like full over mode well, what is it overdrive and then right. I just I put out 
I po I posted my first chapter and the feedback was immediately. It, it was really immediate because I realized that Webtoon, it's it's people who are actively looking so for it, comics. Real quick, just give yeah. us what's Webtoon. So Webtoon is basically a platform where anybody can um, upload their comics and they have their own original comics that it's basically people who are paid to draw. They're contracted. So this is like YouTube for comics, might you um, say? I mean, I guess you could see. It's just a platform where people right. post their comics and uh, the comics that are featured are, my, many of them actually come from um, people who are originally uploading and then they're contracted. So that that's what happened to me. Like you're picked from like a Ms. pool June of people. Like Miss June Yeah, so you're picked from a pool of people based on you know how well your series does. You know, I don't want to put it words in their mouth on right. how they pick, but you know, I guess that has to do with like performance and cons consistency. Gotcha. And um, yeah, I mean, that's not happening. Like they signed me and then I immediately, I, I remember I had, um, they signed me and I knew I was contracted to go back to work in January of that year. <laughs> so my comic launched in October and um, I was basically doing it. I started in January. I started work two jobs. So it was October 2018, your comic launched? Yes. It launched as a featured webtoon. Okay, as a so featured. That, uh, the featured webtoon that you you signed a contract with. Them. Yes. So it was a whole year before that that you're. I was posting it online for a year. Gotcha. And then basically, a, almost on the comics anniversary a year later, I got an email from an editor that right. said, "Hey, we want to feature you." And then you know, I signed the contract like a month later, and I redrew everything. I redrew. You know, I'm kind of a perfectionist. So you re you redrew it. So you've you'd already done it. Then it's like, okay, I'm gonna take this up. Yeah. Because I was basically like, this is all trash. This is garbage. <laughs> <laughs> gotta redo everything again so I just redrew and I, I mean my editor wasn't like happy with the idea but he told me like you know I kind of saw that you're ready to work mm -hmm. so he let me kind of redraw everything because I wanted to change a lot of things and in a way I'm satisfied but I still look back on the chapters and you know I realize you're never going to reach perfection sure. so um yeah um we I redrew it and then I basically three months later the comic launched as a feature webtoon in October yeah a year ago basically mm -hmm. the anniversary just passed and then yeah in January I started working two jobs so I started working the audit job and I was doing so I was going to work 55 hours a week in public accounting and then coming home and drawing till 2 3 a.m. How, how many hours a week are you drawing? Uh, I don't, nowadays it's around like 40, no, I'd say 50 to 60 hours. So you're drawing 50 to 60 hours a week. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, with my helpers hours, it'll probably come up to 50 to 60. Right. But I think, yeah, I, I mean, I put in a lot of time, but I also take a lot of breaks. So, so let, let yeah. me step back. Let me step back just yeah. a little bit there. So you're, you're, so, cause it sounds like the work intensive part here is mm -hmm. you're drawing a lot. Yes. But let's go back to daydreaming in the car. Yes. Because you're <laughs> all the way there, all, all the way back. So you're, but you're thinking about you're dreaming up. I, said, I don't know, if dreaming up mm -hmm. is the right word. But, I mean, yeah, it's, but I mean yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. You're creating a story narrative. <clears throat> so you create the story narrative first, and then you draw. Is that kind of how the creative process yeah. goes? Yeah. So you, uh, I mean, and I watched a lot of. I go on YouTube and I watch a lot of uh, videos about movie editing and how uh, movies, like how directors think of their movies, and that's kind of what I think of when I when you're doing a story, you're. You're the director, but you're also like the screenwriter, the concept artist. You have to do everything by yourself, especially when you start out. You don't have anybody helping you. So you're visualizing everything. And I mean, I just put, I've always liked to draw. And I, when I made this story, I put everything that I like to read and everything I like to watch, I put it into a story to kind of entertain myself. You know, but I'm glad that people liked it. So, yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Okay, so you're, you're drawing 40, 50 hours a week now. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so were you drawing 40, 50 hours a week and working 55 hours a week? So you're like putting 100 hours a week. Yeah, in. it was it was it was rough. Seven I, days a week, you're just cranking it out. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I ran on adrenaline for five months. I don't think I slept very well, so I don't recommend this. But I'm one of those people who doesn't really compromise. And you know, people were telling me, "Why don't you quit? You know, quit, stop drawing, focus on your real job." And I, there was a part of me that wanted to do that, but I had worked so hard to get featured. And like seeing the feedback and all of this, I was like, there's no way I'm going to let this go. Yeah. You know, I'd rather, for me, it was, you know, I'd get home and it's like, do you either sleep or do you, like, you either sleep or you draw? Like, of, of course, for me, it was drawing. Like, forget sleep, you know, <laughs> which I don't recommend doing in the long term. But for me, I've, I mean, I only did it for five months because, I mean, immediately after that, I, um, like busy season ended and I, I told them I'm like, I'm quitting. <laughs> so tell, so why, when people said, well, why don't you focus on your real job? Why, why didn't you listen to them? I think it was for me, I've always, you know, I want to live with no regrets. And I felt like, I mean, I had worked so hard for this and I felt like I had wanted this for so, for so long. You know, I didn't have an art background. I applied for, I actually remember I applied to go to art college, but I was rejected you know, and then that kind of kicked me to want to do it even more. But I felt like I had none, I didn't have the background, but I still managed to get a chance to do it. And I felt like if I was turning it away, I was basically telling myself, like, I'm never going to get it done. You know, I'm just going to pick a safe route, but I know I'm going to regret it for the rest of my life. So I said, you know, I just want to be able, even if I fail, I want to know that I tried. Because I think for me, it's it's more subtle. I can, I can sleep at night if I if I fail, but I gave it all, right? you know, so that was, that was, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't too hard. I talked with other creators and, um, many of them kind of had the same walks of life. Like I've talked to engineers, nurses, people who have worked in it. Many of these people, they just come from different walks of life and they're just, they gave it all up to do webtoon, you know? So yeah. it, it's cool. I'm not the only one in, right. in the boat, you know, they, I, I remember speaking with somebody and she told me, um, yeah, um, this is my dream job, and I want to give it 100%. So if I'm going to do that, then I need to focus on it now. So, yep. Awesome. So to you, so after those five months, what, what did you decide? Obviously, you're, uh, you're doing Webtoon now. So, so we had basically, um, we had a convention. Mm -hmm. uh, the Webtoon team came to Houston for Comic Palooza, and they asked me, like, do you want to come? To, as a creator to Comic Palooza and at the Webtoon booth. I said, oh, okay, sure. I thought I was just going to show up as like a guest, you know, but yeah. no, they're like, you're going to do a panel, you're going to do signings, you're going to do all this stuff. And it was <laughs> it was so overwhelming because when I saw people actually, you know, I don't, I just draw, I am sit behind of a screen all day. So I never see who reads my comic or what they have to say about it. But when I saw the people, like the line, that came to just to get my signature. I was like, right. what the heck, you know? And I remember having this, um, like around the, the last day of the convention, I had this one really sweet fan come up and she started like tearing up and she's like, you know, your comic helps me get through so much. And yeah, you know, she was, she was like crying. And I think it moved me so much because I just thought, wow, like my comic did this, you know, I'm putting this stuff out there, this stuff that ha makes me happy and makes other people happy. So when I went into work the next day, I'm just sitting there like behind. I come out. <laughs> yeah, I'm just sitting there in my cubicle and I was thinking like, wow, you know, what am I? I don't know. I feel like I have something else that I could be doing that makes people so much happier. And as an auditor, your clients, 
<laughs> your clients for the most part don't like you. <laughs> like no, my 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 company's <laughs> worth more than you say it is. Yeah, so it's I think it, it, and you know it it was it was fine. I liked my audit job, but you know after I it worked I worked up the courage for 2 weeks to tell them I'm quitting. I'm like this is <laughs> everybody in my family was our friends even were like, "Oh, I don't think you should do it. I don't know if it's the right time." But I'm like, "It's the right time. I know it is." Yeah. So, I mean, but they were very very supportive. They told me, you know, nobody not everybody gets a chance to do this and they told me um you know if you want to come back (laughs) the door is open for you that's awesome though yeah so it was cool so i didn't just take i didn't i felt like i took a risk but it was a more of a calculated risk it wasn't like i had a backup if i said if this doesn't work out within a year i'll go back right you know i'll just do accounting and then call it a day just know i tried you know yeah but so is it working out yeah, it's working out very well. You're able to make a living? Yeah, you know, surprisingly. Unlike, you know, everybody's told me, oh, you can't. I'm like, oh, well. No, oh, yeah, <laughs> my bank account is so different. So, exactly. so do you make more money now than you did when you were an accountant? Yeah, most definitely. So awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, so let's kind of switch gears a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it, we talked kind of like about how you kind of creatively, you you go into, to, you know, you, you dreamt up your stories, and then you, you create the... The mm-hmm. art for them. Um, so right now, how, how many featured stories do you have right now? I only have. I mean, I've made lots of comics in the past. Uh-huh. I've never gotten anywhere. So this is my own. This is my first comic. This is my first story. Okay, so so you have a f- one featured story. How many how many stories have you put on Webtoon? Um, I mean, this is this is this the one? first one that I put on Webtoon. These are those were just like failed attempts that right. I started. I only got three pages in, and I and co- you knew it, that it was like yeah. you weren't feeling it. Yeah. So what made this one, and wh- what's the name of your featured webtoon? So it's called Sub-Zero. So Sub-Zero. Mm-hmm. So who are our main characters in Sub-Zero? <laughs> the main character is a princess named Clove and then the prince named Cairo. So, you know, they're both the characters uh, in the story, and they're basically, um, you know, two uh, ruling, two rulers. If you, you know, he's a prince and she's a princess, and their clans have been at war for a long time, so they basically have to get married in order of to. Of course, I mean, yeah, naturally. In order to calm like the waters between their warring nations, and there's like dragons thrown in for fun. <laughs> Why not, right? <laughs> Why not, yeah. So, so when when you're you're thinking of the story mm-hmm. and you started along down the path, what made Clove and Cairo mm-hmm. different? What made what made the storyline different? Where you're like this feels different i'm gonna keep doing this i think for me so every comic i'm the kind of person who has like the cool visuals first like oh this looks cool but i don't have the story down so i would start all these comics without having an idea of where it was going to end and then now this this one was different because i knew how it was going to end right so i think it's good when you're starting out storytelling you know how it's going to end yeah okay we'll get back to that okay (laughs) keep going yeah when you start out a story i think the hardest part is you know doing it and if you you could start off very well but if you you could get stuck in the middle if you don't have an ending in mind so it's just kind of like writing a book i've heard you have to know a little bit like a little bit about the beginning and a little bit about the middle but you have to know the ending because you know it's it's just like the moral of the story oh my gosh (laughs) That's pretty intense. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's, fine. that's it's first. Fine. That was awesome. I'm glad it wasn't me, though. My phone's in airplane mode mm-hmm. now. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so you have to. So you begin with the end in mind. Yes. Right. I think that's the like I would give that advice to anybody who wants to start a book or a story. Just if you're gonna make something long, just know the ending. Know a moral at least. Know something about the ending. 
Yeah, like they all die, you know, <laughs> at the end. Don't make them all die. <laughs> to Chiron and Clove both die. Just tell me they don't. <laughs> they're not going to die. I don't think they'll die. I for now. For you now, began with the end of mine. You know. Yeah. For now. For now. I mean, the ending could change anytime, right? But, but um, I mean, no, I assume. Leave it out there. I assume for now they won't die. Okay. Because there's nothing worse for me, mm-hmm. like going to watch a movie. Yeah. I remember uh, well, I was a teenager. <laughs> this will this tell you how much older I am than mm-hmm. you, right? Uh, there's an old uh, George Clooney movie, mm-hmm. Perfect Storm. That's what it was called. Oh, I think I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah, and it was like this big epic book. I didn't read it, of course, or else mm-hmm. I wouldn't have gone and seen the movie. Mm-hmm. And I go, and you're like, oh, yeah, it's big, intense, everything. And then they all die at the end. <laughs> and I'm like, this was the stupidest movie ever. They all die. I mean, was there like a moral? Was there a meaning in it? If there was, it was overshadowed in my mind mm-hmm. of the grand disappointment of everybody dying. Mm-hmm. Like everybody else can die and there can be one person that lives. Mm-hmm. I can handle that. Yeah. But like uh, they're all But gone. everybody. Oh, jeez. I feel like it's it's hard to as a creator. And like for me, these characters are like your children. Oh it's yeah. like, I mean, some people don't have any connection to them at whatever. They're like, I can kill them whenever I want. But <laughs> but for me, it's like, no, I can't. Yeah. And some people do a good job. Like there's a, I read a Jack Reacher novel mm-hmm. and uh, there was one of the main characters that you kept going in the first person, seeing it through his eyes, right? Mm-hmm. Just mid book, boom, dude <laughs> shot that. And you're like, what? Oh, uh, 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 no. And no. that's it? Oh, it was like, uh, but the story kept going mm-hmm. on. Just he was like out of it, even though he was like a main part before. Yeah. It was a little, a little shocking to the system, wow. but it was okay. Um, <clears throat> but let's, so, <laughs> so as far as your story goes. So, okay. So we have, we have Cairo and we have Clove. Mm-hmm. And uh, just g- if you give us like a two minute summary of like up to where you are, how many chapters? Right now, I'm trying to think. So with Pass Pass, I think I'm working on episode 45 right so now. So you're working on episode 45. So we're, we're all the way from, and well, that's really 46 because yeah. zero, zero, zero is an episode. Zero counts, yeah. Right? I, I read zero the other day. <laughs> you read it? I'm, uh, of course. <laughs> I'm, on, uh, hey, I'm doing research here. Okay. We're, we're, uh, <laughs> no, but it's very good. Mm-hmm. Actually, your, your Cairo, mm-hmm. um, have, you, have you ever read the book, uh, the series? It's only like 13,000 pages long. Uh, the Wheel of Time? <laughs> I don't think so, no. 13, no. Yeah, yeah. So it's old school kind of fantasy novel. Mm-hmm. Um, super famous. Um, but there's like this character, Randolph Thor. Uh-huh. And there's a couple things that happen to him. Mm-hmm. But your depiction of mm-hmm. Cairo, mm-hmm. that could totally be him. Really? Even like those tats and stuff. <gasps> I want to like go read this now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like these tats like get emblazoned onto Randolph mm-hmm. Thor and they look like... Oh, <laughs> they're not like the exact same, but they look like they could be similar mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. Old Cairo. Oh, yeah, that's cool. I, I really want to. I'm really curious now. Yeah. So go. So give me like a give me like a two minute from from zero to mm-hmm. or is it like totally impossible? Zero, I mean, zero to chapter 45. I don't, I don't know if it can be two minutes, but right. I mean, I can tell you. So basically the premise is, you know, there's these two warring kingdoms and their ruling line the rulers descends from these two dragons. And it's kind of based on like warring states, China. Right. So um, like basically, you know, in order to calm the waters between their warring kingdoms, they, she's basically forced into a marriage with him. You right. know, she's like turned into, she's like an appeasement gift. Um, and so they decide to get married. And then um, at the same time, like both of them are not possessed, but they both are inhabited by these you know, dragons, right. these ancient dragons that talk to them. And, you know, he, he has a connection. She has a connection. But it's kind of different. So she says like their conscience is their dragon. It's, it's kind of like a conscious. And also, you know, one little 
thing about him, they can technically shift. Like he can change into a dragon at will. All right. You know, so their lines, she should be able to also, but you find out later that she's kind of got a little bit of trouble doing so that. Okay. So there's this like connection with the past that they both have to unravel together, I think. And anyways, you know, she shows up at the palace and um, she realizes that things aren't exactly like she believed they would be. You know, he's he's similar to what she expected, but he's also very different. You know, he's all got his own struggles and problems. And there's like any, um, you know, historical drama. There's all these palace politics that happen. People who are, you know, working in the shadows, you know, poisonings, things like that. So in the most recent episodes, there's just been like an assassination attack on her. Oh, snap. Yeah, so he's, he has to survive. So, I mean, she, I think. I don't know. Has it been revealed yet? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> has it been revealed? I think, yeah, she does She does survive, so he has to save her. And, you know, things are just, now things are playing out after, like, what happened? What are the events? So, you know, and the wedding's soon, so. Oh, so they're not even married yet. Yeah, they're not even married yet. So. Oh, snap. Yeah, so that's, I mean, that's the premise so far. So it's it's a bunch of things that they have to kind of uncover together. So has he, and I feel bad that I have not caught mm-hmm. up all the episodes. It's fine. Um, but the, so, cause I might already know the answer to this. So you mentioned like, uh, mm-hmm. so it does it like humanize him. Like he's the bad guy. And then it's like, okay, maybe he's not, I mean, th- yeah, is he like a lovable bad guy? Like, okay, he's, he might not be that, that was the that intention. bad. Yeah. He, that was kind of the intention. Like he, I want him to, I think people really hated him in the beginning. Some people right. were like, you know, some people just love yeah, him. He's a mean looking dude. Yeah. So he's a mean looking dude, but you know, I did kind of want to humanize him and you know, there's meaner people in the palace, <laughs> you know, or there's people who, you know, surprisingly resemble her more right. and they're, they're worse than him, you know? So there's, I wanted to kind of show that, you know, people from both sides can be really bad. Do you find that there's like a specific character that your fans get attached to? <sighs> I'm trying to think. I think, People, people find like certain things that they like about certain characters. A lot of people like um, her name is Karis. She's like the sister of the prince, and she's she. I feel like I like her the most because she's this like whimsical character that she, you know, she sets up the wedding. She she does all this stuff, so she acts like a force of nature that like pushes them together. And I mean, I don't know, maybe that's like something that the readers connect with, like they want to see them together. So they connect with her. Right. You know, so I think her, you know, people like her a lot. Um, I mean, me personally, I like, I think I see aspects, they're all kind of like aspects of myself. So, you know, I see, I like them all, you know, I love them all. But uh, even the bad guys, even the ones that right. people hate, you know, I, I sympathize with them sometimes. So, okay. Cause I was going to yeah. ask you about that later. So, <laughs> so when you, so when you create a character, mm-hmm. is it all just kind of pieces of you or would you say that, it, or is there when you're, when you're dreaming up? So when you were, can mm-hmm. you, can you remember when you started thinking about Sub-Zero? Uh, I'm, I th- yeah, in the car. So, so okay. So you're in, in the, the car, car and you're thinking of Sub-Zero. <laughs> yes. Is it, can you tell, I mean, cause I'm always fascinated by the creative process in mm-hmm. general, especially like this. I love original stories and it's mm-hmm. like, how the heck did they think of that? Or like. Or sometimes you're like, what happened to Stephen King to make him think like that? Mm-hmm. You know, where it's yeah. like, where where <coughs> can you see influence from your life and mm-hmm. things that have happened to you that kind of get embedded mm-hmm. or influence the story? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think definitely like Kyra's personality is inspired by my sister. Like she yeah. <laughs> she's very like, you know, bold and like abrasive sometimes. Like the door is this way. You know, it's very, you know, so certain people have influenced the characters. But for me, I think it's, like I said, things that I enjoyed to watch and read. You know, mm-hmm. if I watch drama, I really like 
high, I like high fantasy, right? So I'll put dragons in there. And then I, um, you know, I'll watch a certain show and I'm like, wow, I really like this character. So I think when I, I, when I started thinking of it, it was a bunch of stories. Like Clove was from a different story that I had. It was completely different. It was like sci-fi, whatever. And I just decided, I was like, I need a main character. So I just basically ripped her out of that story and threw her so into So her personality, set. everything else was in a different story. Yeah. Her so name? Uh, even her name, even like her name, everything, yeah. almost all, all, like I basically. You just <laughs> put her on a different. You put her on a different planet. You put yeah. her on a different world. Right. So I scrapbooked a bunch of characters together, yeah. and I just put them. They're all characters from like different that I had, and then I just you know put them together in one story, and you know it's even. I mean the the plot line follows. I don't think I'm a hundred percent original. I don't think anything is, to right. be to be frank with you. Um, I think the way. First of the year, I think it's just the way you tell the story that okay. makes it unique. I don't think like this forced, um, forced marriage enemies to lovers story is like a hundred percent unique. You know, I've seen it. I, I don't know. I've never seen a story <laughs> like that before. I, you, know? <laughs> you know, I've never, you know, I've never. Beauty like, and the Beast. What? Yeah, yeah. right. Like I've seen Dumbo. Like maybe not with dragons, or maybe yeah. not with like these, you know, glowing tattoos kind of thing. So it's right. just you put I put aspects of things that I enjoyed. Glowing tattoos, Randall Thor. Yeah. I'm telling you, you got <laughs> Exactly like <laughs> you pull them from anywhere. Right. Um I apologize for the noise in the back. It's the okay. uh, I know they our audience can hear this, but mm -hmm. uh we're there's some demolition going on and I thought it would be pretty yeah. saved. I'm I'm halfway tempted to stick my head out there and be like, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> it's okay. We're we'll, good, we're good. we'll see how it goes. If if it gets pretty terrible I'll I'll try and do something there. Um, <coughs> that is like awesome. Okay, so that's where you are now. Mm -hmm. The uh, the the intrigue, the assassination, because mm -hmm. Kyra's got to go off the dude that tried mm -hmm. to. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm feeling yeah. that. So what's the uh, so what's, what's our if you if you had to give a little teaser of like mm -hmm. what's what's next episode? Like, could you reveal something <sighs> on Talking Benjamins? And the little teaser. I'm like I'm like episode 45. I'm I'm trying to think. I mean, like they definitely grow closer. They definitely grow right. closer after this. I think you know people are excited for that. They got to see. Well, well. Speaking of which, what's the uh, audience range of your? What's the, what's the age range audience on Webtoons? <sighs> to be honest with you, I don't really know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that is. I think it's right. Right when you asked me that question. Um, <laughs> I was like, on, good. Hold on, just a second. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure somebody's sawing something. All right, so I pounded on the wall mm -hmm. and told them to say, "Hey, give me, give us some minutes here." Mm -hmm. Um, cause technically, so we're in a, we're in a conference room that were shoved all the way to the side because see where the blue tape is? Yeah. 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 They're going to demolish that wall. Okay. And <laughs> connect some offices. Renovation. That's nice. So yeah. Um, the age range, I would say, I know that their target age range is like third or 14 to 25. Right. Right. But I mean, I, you know, at whenever I go to conventions and I see the people who come up, I expect it to be like a lot of kids. And there are like kids who are like, you know, 12, right. you know, maybe a little bit younger. But I mean, I also see my favorite is when I see like parents and their kids and they both read the webtoon. I think it's the sweetest thing. Yes. And, you know, and I've seen like older, you know, older people and definitely like the people who support me on Patreon. I assume that 12, 12, you know, 12 year olds don't have like credit cards. Sure, sure. Right, so but the people who support me on Patreon, I assume they're all a little bit older. I mean, explain what Patreon is. So Patreon, it's um, it's like I don't want to call it crowdfunding, but basically, uh, creators, people who are making anything, whether they're doing art, music, sure. um, writing stories, anything kind of creative, they can 
they have a platform where they post their um, content and pe there's tiers so you can you know for one dollar you can just support them and they'll give you something for five dollars they'll give you like all the drawings that they make that month for ten dollars they'll you know have a chat with you and everything all the sure. other rewards so it's really cool like um you know i started it like i started yeah originally when i started my comic i just did it because um webtoon had this um this program where if you signed up with Patreon, um, they would basically pay you. This was completely on your own when I wasn't featured. I was just under um, like canvas, as they call right. it. And um, yeah, it was just like an incentive for me to do it. But surprisingly, it wasn't just Webtoon paying me. It was also like people who actually pledged. Like they would pledge a dollar uh, or five or fifty. Like they a just want like keep. They want to keep your stuff coming. Yeah, they just they just feel. I I was so surprised because there's you know like there there's good people in this world that really yeah. want to support artists and you know it even and now that like now that I'm you know more well off I try to, I try to support them. Yeah. You know I try to support other artists now because I know how hard it is out there for you know people mm -hmm. who just draw run a draw for a living. Yeah, so that's yeah. awesome. You, so there's uh, something called dry bar comedy. Mm -hmm. Which is reminds me of the same premise where your stand-up comedians, um, mm -hmm. and it's, I think Vid Angel or Dry Bar Comedy, somebody they 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 they, they kind of sponsor these things. Yeah, and it's kind of like a stand-up special without being like a Netflix special, right? And then when it's done, it's like, hey, do you like it? Because this is how I get paid. And mm -hmm. it's like, you know, one, three, five dollars or more. Where it's mm -hmm. like, hey, did you enjoy yourself? Is that cool? Mm -hmm. Cool. This is how I'm getting paid. Which is awesome because it's like if you know five hundred thousand people can watch it. Yeah. And everybody donates a buck. Yeah. You know, guys get paid five hundred grand for his gig. Exactly. That's kind of cool, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, and I, I just love how there's a platform now for it because I felt like so back in the day, I when I was coming home from middle school, this like I said, you know, fifteen years ago, ten years ago, um, you know, I was following comic creators who were posting their stuff independently on websites, and right. it was the only marketing that they did was just link sharing from each other's websites. And then you started a blog back right? in two thousand eleven. Yeah, that's that that I mean, <laughs> that's how like that's how people were doing I things went there. back then. <laughs> I mean, that's how people were doing things back then. And I know that a lot of these comics that I followed and I still like treasure, you know, because they were, this was my childhood. Yeah. Um, they just stopped. They couldn't keep it up because they weren't getting any money for it. You know, mm -hmm. they were, and even though it was making so many people happy and so many people were reading it, it just, there was no platform for them. So with the rise of Patreon and like social media and like, you know, other platforms like Webtoon, you see, I don't know, like these people are able to actually find value in their work and get paid for it. And I think that's super cool. Like, absolutely. you know, it's really, it's like I say, I feel like people grossly underestimate like how important or how much people enjoy storytelling or, you know, things. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Awesome. June. Mm -hmm. Um, the, so since it is talking Benjamin, we're talking, so mm -hmm. yeah, we're, we're talking about, you know, create literally creating money with yes. creativity, which is fantastic. Um, now for you, as the, the money has started to flow in, mm -hmm. right. Um, and keep in mind, because we're talking about millions and millions of people, mm -hmm. right? Because yeah. um, I was introduced to this and <laughs> just give it. So, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I'm 36 <laughs> year old with six <laughs> kids. I, I have not been enlightened by webtoons yet, right? Mm -hmm. um, but from our first meeting, I was like, oh, this is cool. And I kind of looked into it a little. Mm -hmm. And I know that my, my, uh, my brother's kids, they do a lot of drawing, mm -hmm. things like that. And, um, and they're in the comics and stuff. And so I asked him, and he's like, dude, no way. Mm -hmm. I'm going to talk to Regan, right? It's his 16-year-old daughter. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm like, no, yeah, here it is. And I kind of circle, and it's like, oh, Sub-Zero. And she's like, like, total on <laughs> freak out, conniption, like, 
Aww. he knows her. Oh my gosh, uh, we have to go to Houston. We need to meet her. I was like, I was, uh, maybe we can line something up. I don't know, right? But it's <laughs> like, would be cute. I'd be doing. But I, like, I brought something actually. It's like, I oh my gosh, yeah. she would lose it if you mm-hmm. like signed a paper, mm-hmm. like a picture. The, mm-hmm. uh, but it was like, but for me, it like dawned on me, like kind of like you said, it like it dawned on you the first time you went to Web Palooza, right? Mm-hmm. Where it was like, wow, like yeah. this is impactful, like, and so for her, it was obviously impactful. That's part of her, you know. She and I think especially when we're young, mm-hmm. right? Where it's like, you know, there's a lot of you know you're you're growing up and you're kind of figuring stuff out and there's a lot of emotions and stuff going on mm-hmm. and if you can gain some empathy mm-hmm. from some like good sources mm-hmm. you know um that that can have a positive impact yeah i think i mean the thing that just moves me is just when i think that when i was a kid you know i was reading comics and you know i'm 26 now and i still think back to these comics that i was reading when i was 12 and i feel like a lot of these you know, I get so many Instagram messages or just like DMs of like kids just telling me like, oh, you know, I love your comics so much or it's helped me get through so much. And I just feel like these kids are growing, are going to grow up like knowing my comic, yeah. you know, and or like they're going to remember it. I'm pretty sure they're going to remember it when they're 25 or 26 because sure. I still remember that stuff. So I think that's the thing. And, you know, like I see people who are like, oh, you're my inspiration. I'm like, no, I'm not. You know, don't, you know, Whatever, don't, take don't it. put that weight on me. But it's, you know, it's really cool to see know how it affects like younger people and i think <laughs> i think a lot of people my age or like your age and they, they don't know you just laughed when you said your age it's okay, <laughs> no, it's okay. but like they um you know you just, wait, you just wait a decade you'll be my age <laughs> i will be it i mean but it's 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 cool to see like the kids know right. a lot of kids will know about it and like we can be popular or like i'm popular you know, with you know 12 12 year olds or like older but yeah. I know a lot of adults question what I do, but I'm like, oh, just because you don't think it's cool doesn't mean they right. don't think it's cool. Well, and they know? don't they don't get it either, yeah. right? So it's like a lot of times it's uh, mm-hmm. just conceptually it's like hard for them to grasp, and yeah. that's, that's okay, right? And it is what it is. But um, that's why I love kind of delving into it because I think it's fascinating mm-hmm. that you know, obviously, you, you know, there's wisdom and not like I'm gonna start a YouTube channel and be a millionaire, right? Well, yeah. it's like mm, do that and get some education because, like right. you said. You're cranking out product mm-hmm. and getting nothing for well, nearly nothing for it, right? Some ad money and stuff like that, where yeah. it's like, you know, enough to go out to eat here and there, mm-hmm. but not to make a very good living off of like now, mm-hmm. right? Um, but so, so speaking of money, I mean, what have you found as as you've left the kind of W two corporate world, mm-hmm. and now it's like you get paid as a contractor, as a creator? Yes. Um, what have you found kind of challenging or well, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like what, what challenges do you see there as far as you, when you're coming to this new world? Cause there's, I mean, tell me if I'm not wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, y- you mentioned that the first time we met that one of these top creators on webtoons, they're now having a Netflix deal. Yeah. Right. And so a lot of that comes with, uh, I think of, uh, I kind of align this up with, uh, like young athletes, for example, mm-hmm. right there. I, I was a college athlete and a lot of guys, you know, coming out of college, it's like, you know, mm-hmm. it's like a whole new world. It's like, Oh, now I'm going to get paid. I've only worked at McDonald's. Mm-hmm. How does this all work? You know, and so they, they you know, so they, they learn the ropes. So for as you, like just starting out, you know, what's what's been kind of challenging from a money standpoint mm-hmm. that you feel like, okay, these ducks need to get in a row or mm-hmm. what, what have you learned? I mean, I think it's like motivating yourself to like do all this. And it everything kind of falls back on you. Like if you fail, you fail. And you have no one else to blame. You know, back when we were working with a company, it's like, oh, whatever. You know, I, you don't really have to worry about it. Um, 
but yeah the the whole it kind of lingers in the back of my mind like I have to keep you know stay organized do all this stuff um or else you know it c- still comes back on you you're you know you're the one that's going to take the blame like if I don't meet an update I don't get paid you know so I think it's like dealing with the deadlines and then also I'm trying to think like more of like a monetary perspective I'm and I mean right now I'm still c- I I'm still kind of new to it so I'm still starting out and I'm trying to I'm trying to find ways that I can um, make it more efficient so I don't spend you know six and a half days working <laughs> a week you know <laughs> I don't spend so long so I'm trying to find like ways to hi- that I can hire help and um like invest in other people that right. they can help me out you know so and I already work with like a music girl and um you know she she like lives in the UK and I help you know I pay her and she makes my music and stuff but I want to so the mu- so okay I did not know this mm-hmm. so the music that comes along like when you turn it on and mm-hmm. and you're reading down and there's background music yeah somebody else is creating that so I thought I, mean I so just I thought I like webtoons like just straight up drops it on there to give you something to listen to mm-hmm. while you read but you're you're mm-hmm. putting that music that lines up with it so um the music itself is like you can I know like I so my editor does a lot of the music too. Mm-hmm. He does a lot of my music and a lot of the mu- uh, music for other people. And I also will go out and like, like pay people to make music for me. So I mean, yeah, and I think it, it like helps enhance the experience sometimes, you know. But it is, I think it's a little bit extra. And there are some creators that write their own music, like they right. draw and they write music. Yeah, I'm like, wow, <laughs> you're multi-talented. Like I can only draw, but I don't know anything about music. Right. So I kind of, you know, I send, I throw my chapters and like tell me. Or I tell them the vibe I want. Like I want, I want it to feel really sad at this point, and mm-hmm. I know I want it to get really emotional and blah blah blah. And you know, they can translate it. They do such a good job. Awesome. Yeah, and like making music for webtoon is a little bit different. It's not like movie music where it's upbeat right. or it has to be so that someone. You have to keep in mind that someone's reading it and they're reading right. through the words, so it can't. And if I read slower, then the music's further along. Yeah, and it then can't. It has to kinda right, loop. and it can't distract. Yeah, it can't distract the reader. So there's all all these little things variables that we're right. juggling at the same time so so, you, so you're kind of you're managing that mm-hmm. <coughs> you're essentially becoming a small business owner yeah and so you're you're trying to make you're trying to create efficiencies in business yes um and it sounds like you're kind of learning well as you go yeah uh that's the thing about webtoons so i think i mean in, in korea i know that they have um school for making comics but here i learn everything what? from Step back. They have a school for making comics. There's, there's like, like s- I can go to the Juilliard <laughs> of comics. Is in like I don't know enough like about South it. Korea. <laughs> I don't know enough about it, but I know there are like special classes that you can take, because in in South Korea it's more. You could go teach a class. <laughs> I don't I don't know about that, but I mean I hope I know enough. But yeah. a lot of it here is just kind of me, um, you know, kind of copying off of them. Right. So like everything that we that I do is like I feel like I'm just copying off of them or just trying to take their ideas and I read a lot of comics you know I'm like I like the way these panels look maybe I can put it in my comic somehow and it's so it's a lot of like you see you know, like monkey see monkey do right yeah but um yeah it's a lot of like trying to teach yourself and you know making comics is also extremely it's so fast-paced you don't have time to like paint every panel so you have to figure out shortcuts that you know, usually wouldn't take an illustration you know, you you know everybody uses like SketchUp models for the backgrounds. You find ways to like take advantage of right. technology and like every if there's if there's something new that comes out, like I try to look into it because like 
Because it's probably going to make things more efficient. Right, for you. exactly. Like if it speeds up, I need to look into it. It's not a choice at this yeah. point. Like you have to, or else you're gonna, <laughs> you're and gonna break. Everybody listening needs to check this out. So mm-hmm. it, it's Sub Zero. Mm-hmm. You can download Webtoon mm-hmm. and 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 check out Sub Zero. Right now, it was trending number three last week. I think. Oh yeah, I think it was. Like, it was like trending number two at one point. That's it what I'm talking about. Number two. Yeah, number two. So it went from the food four, and it was three, and it was two. Um, now it's reset. It's back. <laughs> it's back <laughs> it's it's a normal okay. spot. Yeah. But the uh, but what what I found was awesome. The what I was really surprised by is th- it, they're beautiful pictures. Oh, thank like you. Like I mean, I'm thank telling you, like you. the colors, and then there's there's detail that I mm-hmm. like. A lot of times, you know, it's like. Mm-hmm. Oh, whatever, you know, I'm thinking like Dragon Ball Z or mm-hmm. like other comics or whatever. But like your pictures are beautiful and there's a lot of the color and then there's mm-hmm. detail. I mean, there was one where it's like, I don't know, there's like emphasis from the eyes and it was like it was mm-hmm. sparking all the way across. It was like they're pretty, the pictures, mm-hmm. it, was, it was so cool. Yeah, I mean, it, I, <laughs> I guess it also depends on how much you want to put into it. Right. So I was originally, I was an illustrator. I wanted to do pretty illustrations. So I think I spent, I mean, I spent, from a comic standpoint, I don't think my method is uh, 100% efficient. It's right. much more efficient to just put shading and then call it a day. But compared to like some other ones I've pulled up, mm-hmm. you have... Mine are like painted. I try you to... You have like beautiful pictures compared yeah. to some other people's. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> thank you for saying that. <laughs> <laughs> really, it's, thank it's, you. it's real though. Yeah, so I mean, you know, I, I could speed it up. But for me, like, this is what I enjoy. I love doing this. This is my favorite thing. And I just... You know, if if there's a pretty, if I get to draw a pretty picture, you know, all day, then that I'm happy with that, you know. And then you bring the story. Obviously, there's something about mm-hmm. the story that's captivating as well. Yeah. So, so speaking of stories, so you, there is an end in mind. Mm-hmm. So you probably know how many episodes this is going to run. Yes. Okay. So how many episodes is it going to run? I'm thinking around, uh, I'll give you an, I think around, let's say 160 to one. 160 to like 200. All right, 220. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it could be, and that's like, well, stretch them out. yeah, that's like four to six years. Yeah. Yeah. Right With on. assuming you have like a, a hiatus or something in the middle, right. it's, you, know, you need a break sometimes. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, so you have, okay, so this, your story will wrap up, let's say 175, mm-hmm. 200, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, have you put any thought into no, what's next? What's next? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I always think about it. I'm always like, Sometimes so there's always so there's still little side stories <laughs> here and there that yeah. happen. Ex- I mean it's not just not just me. I think the majority of creators, whenever you start, whenever you dedicate your right. time, the majority of your time to something, you start in your mind like cheating on it with like right. other stories that you want to <laughs> do. So it's it's cool. I've always wanted to do like a sci-fi or right. uh, you know like historical is great. I might do another historical or um or like a fantasy, you know. But right. um yeah, I've always wanted to do like yeah a sci-fi or like awesome just something uh, I, i've always wanted to do also like a slice of life something that takes place in like our world it c- you could have like magical elements but i like the idea of not having to paint all my backgrounds make them these grand palace right. things i just want like a coffee shop easy like i can find a model anywhere i don't have to stress too hard you know i just want something like simpler yeah. now could you take a real picture of a coffee shop and then put your yeah. art superimposed on it that might be kind of cool. I think you could, yeah. Here, I'm you getting all creative over yeah, here. You yeah, you yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. I've seen comics that are people, um, like literally pa- people take pictures of themselves and like piece it together in Photoshop and that's like a comic. And right. it does well. It's like, yeah. yeah. There's all kinds of ways to do it. I feel like, you know, it's not just my way. My way is like I want a detailed painting sure. or whatever. There's many, many, many kinds of 
comic that yeah. you can put up with there and but that, might, but that your artistry might be i don't know is it fair to say that's kind of part mm. of what sets you apart I mean, I think so. I think so. I'm like, I, you know, I really want to do pretty pictures. I yeah. That's that's one thing that I don't like to compromise on. So, I mean, it's good to be efficient. I think if you, I would say the best, it would be like if you can have a really engaging story that people like. That's very easy to make. I think that's right. the best, very cheap and easy to make. Then you're, you know, you set yourself up for success. So, is your next story going to be? So, you think it'll be totally something different, or have you ever contemplated like a spinoff? I I want to take a break before I make a spinoff. All right. Yeah, I want to take a break before because a spinoff is like a, all the same characters. I feel like people have this tendency to compare. Right. So I don't want. Because no. if everybody falls in love with the prince's sister, yeah. like, hey, we spin off. Yeah, we spin off your little <laughs> story. Let's talk about her when she's kid. Yeah, exactly. So you could, right. we could do something like that. Yeah. But I just worry that I don't want people to compare. Be like, oh, I like Sub Zero so much more. This story right. is whatever. So either it's something brand new yeah. or it's kind of. I want it to be a little bit detached. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I know that sometimes when you're doing like cameos or things that are related to an old work, mm -hmm. it tends to distract from the current one. Right. So, it's so things cool. like that. Yeah. So cool. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for spending time with this. Oh See, no, I, c I, I could like ask a thousand more questions, mm -hmm. but we'll, um, we'll give people a little break. Now, when you hit number one, you got to come back. <laughs> okay. Right. We'll see. And so, you, and you have to promise, because I know mm -hmm. there's going to be a lot of pressures on you and things. Mm -hmm. But when you get your first Netflix show, <laughs> right? okay, we'll see about you that. Got, yeah. You, when you get your first Netflix show, your first podcast will be mm -hmm. talking Benjamins. Okay. All right. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> but before we take off, all right, mm -hmm. is there if you had to share anything, mm -hmm. right, any bit piece of advice of somebody that wants to do what you do, right? What would what would that be if you want to share something with the world? So I'd say for like an artist perspective because I grew up thinking you know I'm gonna I want to be an artist and I can't you know I can't do it because I can't support myself blah 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 I'd say um or just any passion if you if you have a passion I'd say um like don't compromise on it you can compromise in the short term like get your education out of the way make sure you have a good job make sure you have something to back it up and then like in the long run like if that is your passion and if that's something that you are willing to you know, go to the ends of the earth for, I, I mean, you're not pursuing money as like an ultimate, like money is important. Don't get me wrong. Money is very important. But if you're doing it as with passion and it's something you really love, then I think money is going to just come naturally. I think, I mean, that's, that's personally what I've always like felt. I was like, somehow it's going to fall into place. And it usually does if you're, putting in the work every day and every night to do something that you love. So, um, you know, just be patient. It might not come immediately because at least for me, it most definitely did not come immediately. Um, keep working at it and things will fall into place. Just, you know, don't give up. Get your education. <laughs> Get your education. Don't do drugs. Yeah, All right. <laughs> exactly. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. This yeah. is Juniper. Thank you so much. This has been fascinating. I look forward to doing this again sometime, and much success to you and Sub-Zero, and to Cairo and Clove. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> you bet. Thank All you. right, talk to Benjamins. We're out. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Talking Benjamins. If you would like to follow us on Instagram, it would be our pleasure to be followed at TalkingBenjamins1. That is at TalkingBenjamins, the number one. Also, you can find us at TalkingBenjamins.com for show notes and our blog. Thank you for listening. 
If you enjoyed, we highly encourage you to leave a positive comment. If you didn't enjoy, feel free not to comment. And either way, out of the goodness of your heart, text someone the link to this episode if you think they would enjoy it. Thank you again for listening. Talking Benjamins. Talking Benjamins. Talking Benjamins.